as we have said, the season of Advent. Those four weeks leading up to the celebration of Christmas, the, the time of waiting and hoping, the time of anticipating and preparing for all that is to come, for that glorious day when Mary will give birth to Christ our Savior. Over the past two weeks, we've been talking about this time, this very special time, and what it means to live in the in-between, that time that exists between the already and the not quite yet. Right? We know that Christ has come already, and yet we wait for him to be born. We know that Christ already has been born. And yet we wait for him to come again. We know that the love of God already has been poured out upon us, showered down upon us, and yet we wait for the fullness of this love to be known in our hearts and in the hearts of those across the world. The grace, the grace of God already has been given to us, given to us before we even knew it was ours to have. And yet we wait and we hope that this grace will take over in our hearts, lead our hearts and our souls to full sanctification. We know, we know already that the Prince of Peace has been born to us. And yet we prepare for the great peace to reign to the ends of the earth. Yes, it's an interesting time that we live in right now. This season of in-between. And it's hard, too, sometimes for us as we are going through our days in the season of, of everything that this time brings for us. Running from here and there, full calendars, long to-do lists. And yet we stand in the in-between, kind of straddling two different worlds. And so we ask, God, God, how is it that we are supposed to stand with one foot in what we already know to be true and another foot in what we wait yet to be? How are we to live like this? To find our place in between. And as I thought about that, I think there is one character in the Christmas story who knows better than all what it is to live in between, in something that already has been known and done, and yet something that's still waiting to come to fulfillment. It's Mary, right? Mary, the mother of Jesus. 
She doesn't just know what it is to live in between. She is the physical embodiment of this in-between time of the already and the not yet. I mean, like any other mother waiting to give birth, she waits and hopes and wonders and anticipates. I wonder what he will look like. I wonder what his voice will sound like. I wonder how long it'll be until he is taller than me. What color will his eyes be? Will he have my eyes? Will he have my father's smile? She waits and hopes. And like any first-time mother, she worries as she wonders. Will I be able to comfort him when he cries? Will he sleep through the night and give me just a moment's rest? Will I be able to to give him enough milk and nourishment for him to grow and develop. She waits in anticipation, knowing that with each flip and kick inside her belly, there is a baby already there, a heart beating, a personality forming, And yet, still she must wait for this life to be full. So yes, like every other mother, but Mary, Mary lives this already, not yet, to the nth degree. Because this baby inside her, this baby that is already forming, but not yet, complete, this baby is altogether different. She knows. The angels have come to tell her. She knows that this baby inside her will be different. Will not just change her life, but will change the world. This baby inside her is not just her son, but the son of man. This baby in her belly is not just her little prince, but the prince of peace. This baby in her belly is not just her child, but the child of God. The angels have come to tell her, right, that this child she bears will one day sit on the throne of David, who will rule this kingdom, a kingdom that will have no end. And so Mary has to decide how will she live in this in-between time, knowing what God has promised 
and yet waiting for it to happen. Does she wring her hands together, worrying, fretting about what the future holds for her child? Does she question, God, why me of all people? Why me for this great task? Does she lay back and say, well, nothing I can do about it now. Might as well just wait and see. No, Mary does something wholly different and altogether quite surprising. Mary chooses to live in the in-between with singing and with joy. She joins her voice with the voices of the prophets and declares that in her soul she magnifies the Lord. Hear now Mary's song, the Gospel of Luke. Chapter 1. Mary said, With all my heart I glorify the Lord. In the depths of who I am, I rejoice in God my Savior. He has looked with favor on the low status of his servant. Look, from now on, everyone will consider me highly favored because the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He shows mercy to everyone from one generation to the next who honors him as God. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered those with arrogant thoughts and proud inclinations. He has pulled the powerful down from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty-handed. He has come to the aid of his servant Israel, remembering his mercy just as he promised to our ancestors, to Abraham and to Abraham's descendants forever. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Right there, these words, this song of Mary, it is the very first Christmas carol that has ever sung. Is the first time that the joy of the season is expressed with such a richness and a fullness. A richness and a fullness that I think, unfortunately, is missing from a lot of our modern Christmas carols. Because in this song of Mary, we see and hear what, what our praise and carols are supposed to do, right? They are supposed to worship God. To worship is to, is to lift up the eyes of all who hear it to the glory of God. Right? When we hear this song of Mary, our eyes are lifted up. Who is this great one that Mary sings with such joy and passion And in this song, she doesn't just celebrate God. She celebrates who God is and what God has done, all that God has already accomplished and all that God will do. Mary teaches us. And so we glorify God for who God is and what 
God is doing. And then Mary, she invites us in to sing. Can you hear that? As she proclaims that just as her soul magnifies God, so must ours as well. Join in her song. Join in her joy. It's contagious, isn't it? Come and sing with Mary. I think it's because this, this joy with which she sings, it's not about her. Right? It's not about, look at what God has done to me. She says, yes, I will be looked upon with favor, not for what I have done, but for what God has done. It's all about pointing to all that God has done, all that God has already done in the world, and all that God will do through the child she bears. I also think it's, it's interesting, this, this song of Mary, this song of joy, it's really not this, like, syrupy, sweet, like, holding hands, Jesus loves me kind of song. No, Mary, Mary's song, the way she lives in this time, it's got a little bite to it packs a punch, right? I mean, did you hear those words that, that he has shown strength with his arm? He has scattered those with, with arrogant thoughts and proud inclinations. He's pulled the powerful down from their thrones. He's lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty-handed. No, Mary is powerful in her song. Declaring with truth and might the joy of the Lord. Now, I don't know about you, but so often when I think about Mary, I, I start to think of, you know, sweet Mary, meek and mild, right? All these great artistic renditions of Mary, picturing her so, oh, just angelic. Something kind of like this. Oh, Mary, sweet Mary, singing her song of joy. But when we really think about the song that Mary sings, what it is for her to live in this in-between time, she declares it much more powerfully. Her joy carries with it so much more. And so I was delighted this past week when I came across a different rendition of Mary. It's from the 13th century. And it's this. Hail Mary, full of grace. Punch the devil in the face. <laughs> now I'll say the words are not necessarily from the 13th century, but the drawing, right? It is. It's Mary punching the devil in the face. Now, I am not a violent person. I don't enjoy watching violence. I don't condone violence. But there's something about this picture that makes me smile. 
because I think it truly captures this joy that was, is within Mary. That as she lives in this in-between of, of bearing the child of God, the son of man, inside her belly, she says, you know what, devil? Whatever darkness you want to bring to the world, all the sin and the shame and the hate and the pain and the hurt, anything you have, punching it out. I'm done with it. This is not your time. This is the time to magnify and to glorify the Lord and the great light of joy that God brings to us. That God already has shown us and that God has promised has not yet even fully been known. This is the Mary who sings and proclaims with a prophetic voice the joy of the Lord. And so it's unfortunate, right, that Mary's song, the, the Magnificat, isn't sung more often, right? It's not one that we turn on that 24-hour Christmas radio station and hear. It's not one that kids sing in their little preschool Christmas pageants. It's just kind of been lost in our regular rotation of Christmas songs. And so I'm very grateful for the creative ingenuity of a fellow pastor, Reverend Aaron Dickey. She's a Disciples of Christ pastor down in Jacksonville, Florida, who decided it was high time that we sing the Magnificat. And so to help us out, she reworked it a little bit to a familiar tune. I'm grateful to our own Alex Damon for sharing with us this morning a little bit of Mary's Magnificat. Alex. A long, long time ago, I can still remember how that angel came and spoke to me. And I knew if I had this chance, then I would do a happy dance And maybe I'd carry you for a while That donkey ride made me shiver And in the stable I'd deliver With shepherds on the doorstep In the manger where you slept And to God I did cry when I heard Joseph's sweet reply He promised to stay by my side The day of Christmas tide So come now, the holy child Our burdens may be heavy But you're by our side and on Christmas morning, no more tears we'll cry, singing, this'll be the day of Christ. This'll be the day of Christ. 
you'll write the book of love and give us faith in God above cause the Bible tells us so oh and you give us the rock that rolls and you will save our mortal souls and you teach us how to pray real slow and we know that you will come again and show us how love always wins you'll go to the upper room and give us an empty tomb i was a humble teenage mom to be and god had different plans for me and i knew i was motherly the day of christmas tide I started singing, come now, the holy child. Our burdens may be heavy, but you're by our side. And on Christmas morning, no more tears we'll cry. Singing, this'll be the day of Christ. about that, am I right? Right, that is what this season is all about, the joy of God coming into our lives so that we can say to everything that tries to keep us down, tries to push us down, tries to hurt us and send pain and darkness into the world, we can say, like Mary, I'm punching you in the face, devil. This is not the day. This is not for you. This is for us and for our God to celebrate and sing and proclaim the joy has come for us. Now I know you know that song, right? Can you sing the chorus with us one more time? We'll get the lyrics back on the screen. Let's go, Alex. We were singing, come now, the holy child. Our burdens may be heavy, but you're by our side. And on Christmas morning, no more tears we'll cry. Singing, this'll be the day of Christ. Amen. Will you pray with me? A oh, holy Lord, our God, our joy, our joy is here because of you. Because of all that you already have done in our lives and in our world and the promise of all that you have yet to accomplish. God, help us to live in this in-between time just as Mary did, to shout, to sing, to praise you with joy on our lips, with a joy in our step, with a joy to our lives that proclaims to all the world we will not be overcome by darkness, but your light will shine through us all your light of joy. All this we pray in Christ's name. Amen.